It is Monday. It is coming up on 11.30, and that only means one thing. It is time to talk money. Come on now, let's talk some money. Money. I'm good. Let's talk about money. Money Monday. There are more things in the world to buy. It's Donna and Steve. Than most people have money for. So, so Money Monday. Choices have to be made. But mostly it's Steve. Yeah, man. Hey, man. Hey, Donna, hey. what's up? Now, it's nice because uh, we have I Am Grant here who, Grant, I don't know, what is your level of personal finance knowledge? Um, I have a I have an investor I've been saving a long time, and I do a lot of um, sports memorabilia selling on the side as Ooh, well. Do you really? This yes. is interesting. Yeah. So I have a family guy that's been working with my grandfather. His father works with my grandfather, father, whole, the whole family, so... Did you hear about the uh, Mike Trout rookie card that just sold for three point? Oh goodness, what was it? Three point nine million, million dollars. Yes, I did. And as an avid person who's in that industry and sells and buys, I car. I just I don't understand how a bat that he used in a game in his first ever baseball game only went for sixty thousand dollars two years ago. But a baseball wow. card that has a small chunk of his little signature on it. Because of the rare print of it went for $4 million. Wouldn't you rather have like a bat that he used in his first ever career game yes, I would. for that kind of money yes. than a piece of cardboard with someone's signature on it? That somebody else made and yeah. yeah. I mean, obviously someone else made the bat too, it's, but at least, you know, he handled it. It's crazy. It, it People in this, in my wreck of, neck of the woods, that are it, they're in an uproar over this baseball card. because Oh, really? We just don't understand. I mean, well, here's base, what's interesting. Yeah, you go on. Yeah. It sold for $400,000 on eBay two years ago. Yep. And then, like, what happens? I am Grant. What happens in two years where it's like from four hundred thousand to three point nine million? Now I know that Mike Trout signed a big contract, and he's sort of is solidifying his path forward with the Angels. But, but even two years ago, he was still solidified See, as the best player the best in baseball. Player, I know. Um, right now, I honestly think with all the non-sports going on, and like with all the documentaries, uh, I mean, Michael mm-hmm. jo- when they did the Michael Jordan documentary, mm-hmm. his his memorabilia went through the roof. Now they haven't done it for Mike Trout. But everything I've noticed, I've gotten a lot more from my stuff over this time because people, it's like they're, they're, you know, it's their hobby and they're, they're just they're focused on it right now because it's their only distraction. Right. Yeah. Who has that kind of money to spend? Apparently, people well, do. He's the you same. Can. He's, he's the same player though. That's that's the you're right. That's Isn't the craziest that part. I craziest mean, just part. for it to go up that much in that short period of time is really crazy. Now, we could all have $4 million to spend on a card if we follow this information that I'm about to give you. Before you give that information, can I ask? Okay, here's the cynical part of me wonders. Could this be somebody just buying it for now to impress upon people the value that really doesn't exist? You know how when you're at a live auction and some people are beefing it up because they're hoping that but it, it's what it's whatever it's worth what it's paid what, what someone's willing to pay for it that's true so right. you can say that but if in this man's eyes like i've bought a lot of things that in people's eyes i'm crazy but in my eyes it's worth it i want it so okay. it's worth what someone will pay for it okay that's what i think i think you're right so we're gonna have to dig into more of this with i am grunt at a later time <laughs> sorry to figure out what sort of things he <laughs> has like 
Where does he keep oh, his no, memorabilia? Oh, no, we want to know kind of, everything. Yeah. Yeah. We want to know some of this stuff. So this is intriguing. All right. Are you um, a bobblehead guy? Sorry, Steve. Not a lot of not a lot of big overturn on bobbleheads. No, I'm more into the game used, and I'm just getting into the cards now because cards, when Steve and I were growing up, cards were made way too much, and they just devalued them completely. Okay. Now they're limiting these numbers, and they're one of a one with a certain autograph, sure. and that's where this value comes. It's like a one-of-a-kind Picasso. Got Remember it. having a you Beckett? Yeah. Was it called a Beckett? It right? was a Beckett, and that yeah. was that was my stock market guide as a kid. <laughs> yeah. I know you'd be like, I got an Aussie Smith card, and then you'd look it up, and you're like, uh, okay, 96 cents is what oh, it's yeah. worth. Yeah. And then we had a local card right? shop. Yeah, we would go, and then you would get cards, and then you could trade with the guy who ran the local baseball yes. card shop. Huh. And I remember there were a couple of times that I walked out of there and my brother was like, he just had you, man. We shouldn't have given him that. For He he gave you an extra pack of cards or he gave you $4 when he's going to sell it for $8. And I'm like, oh, Lord. But that's the fun of it. It is the fun of it. So, According to Business Insider, there are some rules that they say you cannot afford to pass up on, but a lot of people do. Number one on their list, Donna, was pay yourself first. Yes. Come on. Uh, David Bach, the author of The Automatic Millionaire, said people still don't grasp the fact that they need to save a dime out of every dollar. And he said the average American who is actually saving money is only saving about 15 minutes of their day where you should be saving, he says, the first hour of work every day. You should just put it right into savings. Oh, that's, so, that's a good way to look at it. It's nice and simple. I like it. Yeah. It's simple. So like, just think of your two-week paycheck. Divide that by 10. Mm-hmm. That's what you make per day. And now put 10% of that away each day. Boom, 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 boom. And it's just automatically happening. You know what I mean? Yes. I like it. This is troubling. Uh, David Bach went on to note that there was research from the Federal Reserve that revealed nearly half of Americans wouldn't have enough money, and this is before the pandemic, by the way, uh, would not have enough money on hand to cover a $400 emergency. Yet he said millions of those people will buy coffee at a coffee shop and then expect to buy, you know, the iPhone when it comes out. And it's like, wait a minute, you've got to put this in an account. You've got to pay yourself first. The Automatic Millionaire, it's a fun book. I think it starts really early because there's... I have a sibling who's so different than I am. In my mind, I'm you're I'm wired a certain way and she's wired a certain way. And you sometimes can't retrain that brain. It's so difficult to do well, that. You can, but to your point, it is difficult. And frankly, for most big change in life, we just don't want to put in the work. Right? Oh yeah. Yeah. But you know, what yeah. is it? Somebody said uh it's either pain now or pain later. Like when you realize there are two options and both involve pain. So your option and then your sibling's option both involve pain. So it's either the pain of being disciplined right now or the pain of regret down the line. Because in 10 years, your pain will have already been experienced and you'll have 10 yes. years worth of good financial discipline. But you, there's pain in that. You're putting money away. You're not spending all your stuff. The other person who thinks they're getting through it pain-free and they're just spending willy-nilly, well, 10 years from now, when you look at your savings account and it's still a giant zero, you will have the pain of regret. And when you realize either option is pain, because we go through life and we want to avoid pain, but just realize, like, open your eyes. It's pain now or pain later. Which Mm -hmm. kind of pain do you want? Mm -hmm. Right. You want the pain now. Okay. What's the name of that book again? Shut up, 
Grunt, I don't remember. <laughs> I think he does too. I do. I was I, that say, was I don't even know where that came from. I know, I was gonna say you just said it like three minutes Donna ago. Donna gets me Donna gets me so um Yeah, so irritated. Up. She knows how not yeah, she knows how to poke me and get me then into my passionate lens. Um it's called The Automatic Millionaire. <laughs> and it came out probably like ten or fifteen years ago. I am Grunt, you might remember. Have you ever heard of the latte factor? Uh no. Is that so why he references going to a coffee shop because he said the majority of people say that they just they can't afford to save right a lot of people say that i just don't have the money to save right now but then if you really look at your lifestyle and what you do most people in his study if you go to a coffee shop go to starbucks and you pay three bucks or four bucks or five bucks on a drink every day it's part of their routine it's what gets him going in the morning and then he starts doing math with that. If you just oh. save that $5, and then the next day that $5, mm-hmm. and the next day. Mm-hmm. So he calls it the latte factor, which is if you just take the coffee money, your coffee money alone, it how it, it how it grows with compound interest over wow. the years. Now, he has some critics, just like any financial expert has critics of their strategy. But the automatic millionaire, is he's his main goal there is automate as much of your life financially as you can. So that 10% savings, pay yourself first. Every second Friday when you get your paycheck, just be sliding X amount of dollars over to your savings account automatically. Mm-hmm. So you never yep. have to think, am I going to do it now or not? Right. It's, auto- it's automated. Cool. Yeah, it's, it's a good book. I think you might like it. It's a quick read. Um, to that end, uh, Business Insider also says you need to beware of lifestyle creep. Now this, mm-hmm. this is important. They say there's a lot of pressure Especially in your 20s and 30s, you're trying to keep up with your friends. Everybody's careers are growing if all is going well. Maybe friends are buying nicer cars, nicer houses. Or you just realize as your income increases, oh, well, we can afford this now. Or we can afford that now. And then what you realize is the same amount of like margin that you had when you were making, let's say, uh, $25,000 mm-hmm. a year. Well, when you're making $75,000 a year, if the you same. just... It creeped up your lifestyle, and then it's like, wow, well, we have this much coming in, but we spend 74000 every year. You still feel that same financial yes, pressure. Yes, it's so true. This is the point I was trying to make when I had friends who, whenever we'd go out to lunch with this one particular person who was clearly at the top of his game financially, mm-hmm. they would just wait for him to pull out his wallet and pay. And I'm like, he still has bills to pay. He still, you know what I mean? Like, we're all in the same boat. It's just a relative... You know, relatively speaking, we're all right. trying to pay our bills. Right. Yeah. It's Doesn't not matter. about how much you make necessarily. It's about how much you spend. Right. You got to tell your money where to go or you'll wonder where it went. Okay. Thank you have time you. for another one. Okay. Um, they say you've got to, you've got to, you've got to invest in the stock market, but don't try to time it. So a lot of people will look at the stock market. Is it up? Is it down? Is now a good time to get in? Should I be getting out of this? And they say, don't try to time it. Go in there with a long game in mind. And they give this this little example. If you take $10,000 and over the span of, if you just took 10 grand and you put it into your whatever your bank is, you put it into their savings account. Well, there's like a return of 0.01 or something very, very low. 10,000 over 20 years. Um, turns to, oh, what is it, $10,020 and 20 cents. Right. If you put it into a high interest savings account, over that 20 years, $10,000 turns into $12,200. That's like those ING, Capital, or Capital One now, those high interest savings account. If you put it into 
some sort of a mutual fund. And if you just said it was going to be low over the span of that 20 years, an average 6% return in 20 years, that 10 grand would turn into $32,000. There you go. Just mm-hmm. from investing it into something that historically has a larger rate of return. And that 6% is on, on the low end. I think a lot of folks would say that you can... Um, if you just have sort of a general broad-based mutual fund that you could expect closer to like an 8%. Some people say you can get closer to 10 or 11 That, eh, if you're lucky. Um, but over the span <laughs> of 20 lucky, years, yeah. that really turns up. It does. 10 it really grand. does. It's the same 10 grand. It's just where do you feel comfortable keeping it? Well, I want it to be in that you almost can't afford to just have it in a savings account. But you... that's separate from emergency funds and all that. Right. We're out of time. All right, that's really like that's good. Finances. That's really helpful, Steve. Thank you once again. We'll see you back here next Monday, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to come back after the break as well. I uh, I read something interesting in the Alex Trebek memoir that I'm reading. This one small change that he made to the show after the first season of Jeopardy that changed the way we view it now and, frankly, makes it much more enjoyable. Want to know what it is? Yes. I'll tell you when we come back on Don and Steve on My Talk.